Welcome back to the Square State Sandlot Podcast. I've got John joining me today, and I am the host, Bill. Uh, got a couple of exciting things to talk about. Uh, obviously, this is the first time we've talked to John in a little bit, so uh, excited to have you on, John. Excited to hear about them Packers and uh, talk a little bit about the Warriors and whatever else comes up. So what do you want to start with? What did you do for New Year's and Christmas? Well, I just wanted to wish you... Uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and uh, Happy New Year. It's a brand new year, so we're going to get it started off, hopefully, gonna real be a well. Big year. Big year. I think so. It's going to be a fun year. What did you end up with? Um, well, we were supposed to have family over for Christmas, but Elijah got sick, so they stayed away, and then we ended up celebrating New Year's with them, with my in-laws, so. Had some fun with that, and uh, yeah, Anthony was the only one of the three boys that made it to midnight, so he ran yeah. in the new year by beating the pot with a wooden spoon, so he had some fun with that, and then we all paid for it yesterday, because they were all grumpy and tired, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> one One time every year, it's fine. Yep, yep, well, yeah, they stayed up probably a little too late for Christmas too, just because they were excited, but they're about to go mm -hmm. back to school. So we're trying to get back into the routine of things, but yeah, was, it was it a good Christmas? Good Christmas. Good new year. We got an Oculus quest. So the boys have been oh. just loving that playing beat saber. Fantastic. And, yeah. Now I want the, the PlayStation one, but I'm going to wait for the, or sorry, the PSVR two, because it's reportedly going mm. to be 4k. So, That'll be pretty cool. I want to play the Blair Witch. I haven't seen that one. Look. Yeah, I heard it was scary. I bet it's pretty spooky. That movie was crazy. I've seen, I've seen a ton of TikToks where people are like screaming and terrifying their children, and then like running into walls and doors and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know why people don't get that. Like you're supposed to stay in the boundary. <laughs> because <laughs> that's you just like lose yourself same thing with cameron he or no it was anthony he about punched the tv with with one of the controllers i was like ah stay back yeah go outside <laughs> although you know if he punches that tv it's about time for a new one anyway so be a good excuse but yep. um did you happen to watch the warriors and the jazz game i think it was last night Yep, I just watched it today, and it was uh, frustrating, I want to say, but you know, still good. We ended up with the win. Yeah, but it was. Uh, would they have a fourteen-point lead at half? Yeah, they and had a rough, rough quarter. Threw it away. Yep, but yep. I mean, that's playing without Draymond, so. They yeah. actually played really well on, on the defensive side. Obviously, they allowed more than 100 points, but um, all in all, it was a good game. Had Wiggins had a, a great game, uh, cooled off in the third quarter when they when the Jazz had that nice little run, but really he was all over the all over the court uh, and outside of his free throw shooting, he he shot very well. So. Wiggins, I think, is going to be a huge part of this team, especially going forward. And and the big news coming that I think 
Clay's probably going to play either tomorrow or on the ninth. I think is their next home game after tomorrow. So he's he's trending well. Uh, looks really good in individual and team drills. Uh, everyone said it looks like he's got his legs back, which obviously that's that's the final step. He's always had a shot. He's been able to shoot the whole time, but now that he's actually jumping and and testing it out, it looks like looks like he's trending in the right direction. I cannot wait to see the reception yeah. he gets after 950 days or whatever it's been since he last played. So, yeah, just, I think it, the whole league's going to be ecstatic to see him back. Yeah, I mean it's and it's going to be emotional. I think for everyone, yeah. obviously fans, but especially uh, Clay and his teammates that have been with him through through all this. So, um, and I mean, the last time we saw him play basketball in in a meaningful game was when he was shooting that free throw with a torn ACL. So, and then obviously yeah. last season tries to come back and tears his ruptures his Achilles right before the start of the season. So, oh, it's gonna be. Yeah. It's going to be huge, and obviously, just praying for him to maintain his health through through this season, and and obviously going forward. But uh, that's that's the exciting thing that's going on. Obviously, they're still playing really well. Uh, I think they are now at thirty and six. Does that sound right? I'll look it up real quick. No, I think it's twenty nine and seven. Which close? I thought that was the Jazz record. But... We'll see real quick. <laughs> but yeah. uh, what else? I think it. Go ahead. I think it shows uh, these last few games with Draymond Green not on the court. <clears throat> it just amplifies how important of a player he is. Yeah. I mean, the defense looks vastly different. Yep. I mean, they, they wouldn't be the top defensive team without Draymond and it's not by a little I can't remember who was saying it but they were they were basically saying that Draymond deserves to be in the MVP conversations and obviously he doesn't have the numbers in terms of how many points he scores a game he does have a ton of assists I think he's averaging close to 10 assists a game and, and what he does on the defensive side you could argue that he should be in that conversation but at the end of the day the NBA is a uh, point happy yeah. league, so I don't ever see yeah, a defensive player winning MVP. But uh, just for when when you go by the the actual definition of the what what the award means, most valuable player, uh, what he means to the team. Obviously, you see with him sitting out against the Jazz, uh, they give up 116 to the Jazz. They've only allowed 100 points to I think three teams so far this season. So um, obviously him being in most of the time helps, but they are 28 and seven after that win against Utah. So 28, seven. Yeah. I, it's I've never liked the MVP award actually. Yeah. Cause I think it's just too subjective. I, I mean, you could take it on any sport yep. and they're just going to, you know, like the, NFL, it's, it's a quarterback quarterback competition. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not not most valuable quarterback. <clears throat> Highest stats for a quarterback essentially is what the league, or what the award is. Exactly. And they they also put it into like teams winning. So if your team's doing really well and you're putting up decent numbers, you could be in the MVP category. Yeah. Just because of that. Yep. Or like Steph last year, 
didn't make the playoffs but had MVP uh, type numbers. Yeah, that's wasn't going to get it. That was the one that really pissed me off because he essentially played them into the playoff contention. Well, they did make the playoffs. Obviously, they were just a play-in team, so they didn't make the main dance. Yeah. But um, if if they didn't have Steph, they were they would have been one of the worst teams in the league last year. So that's where it it, it doesn't go by the definition of what what the award is anymore. It's just you know who's the flashiest name. Uh, yeah. on a winning team most valuable player what, yeah. what does that mean yeah and like and to it's me, too like subjective said, to me it it means who's the most valuable to their team yeah and i don't know i don't know i don't get it but we'll, we'll jump off that i'm just excited to see clay come back uh the one thing i wanted to mention with the warriors is they they played against denver and lost a close game when most of their team was out uh due to covid um I think Iguodala was out for no Iguodala might have played that game. I can't remember, but yeah. essentially half the team was gone for COVID, and then the game that they were supposed to play on two days later gets postponed because Denver has COVID. And it's like I don't understand where the the double standard is, but it always seems to be screwing my teams. Where like last <laughs> year, Raiders get their game moved forward instead of back to get more people available. Uh, and then this year, it seems like all the COVID stuff's going against the Raiders, uh, especially with them changing the the rules for players coming back. So Carson Wentz plays today. We'll get into that a little bit more. But then, obviously, the, the Warriors have to play shorthanded against Denver. But then when Denver's shorthanded, well, then we're not going to play the game. We'll, we'll move it till later in the season on one of the, the Warriors' off days. It's, it's frustrating, but... Unfortunately, it's what we're what's what we're dealing with right now. Obviously, the Warriors should only get better as the the season goes on. So, I guess you can't complain about it too much because at that point they should have Clay and hopefully not a COVID ridden roster. So, but yeah, like I, said, I think it's going to be very interesting because I'm I think we're all waiting for you know like the Warriors, uh, you know Clay coming back, Wiseman coming back. You know, uh, what is Steph's brother-in-law? What is his name? Damian Lee. Damian Lee. Yeah. Like yeah, Jordan Poole. More guys coming back. But there's also, uh, like, you have to have some kind of COVID, like, expectation. Yeah. Because you know it's going to happen. Somebody's going to get, they're like, they're not the last players to be thrown into health and safety. Yep. So I'm just kind of curious of what – Warriors team is going to look like in the next like few weeks, like what the playoffs are going to look like for every team. Well, because if you have a health and safety problem, like you can't just put pause on the game. Yeah. And it used to be 10 days. Now it, it sounds like they're going to do the same thing, follow the CDC uh, advice, whatever. So it should be yeah. five days. Um, and they're even doing like the, virus viral loads or something like that for the nba testing so they might be able to get people back in quicker than that even if they're if they test positive but don't have a high viral load they're doing all that stuff behind the scenes so and i know at least with the nfl once a player tests positive and comes out of protocols they don't test them again for i think it's 30 days or might even be 90 i can't remember how many days it is so 
this might be nice to have early in the season where the the Warriors got riddled with COVID and hopefully it'll it'll be behind them for the rest of the season. Um, but we'll see. Obviously, the situation keeps developing as as this virus goes on. Uh, I think. Well, let's just say this. <laughs> I think I think the worst of us or the worst of it's behind us. So I think the leagues are kind of just saying. It's something we're going to have to deal with. Yeah. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. But I think the leagues are just saying, worst of it's behind us. Let's let's just play the game. So um, I don't think it'll be a huge factor, especially going into the playoffs when you're looking at what June is usually when they play the playoffs. So May, June, something like that. So anyway, uh, moving on from NBA, how, how about them Packers? Well, it's been a good ride so far, but it's coming into, you know, postseason. That's the only time that makes me nervous because Green Bay can win, you know, 90% of their games, but there's only one that matters. Yep. And I don't know. It's a, it's a, like, I don't know how it is being a Raiders fan. Like you probably have like ups and downs. No, no. It's just constant down. <laughs> Today was a good day. We'll get to that. But it's basically like you just expect the worst because the worst always happens. And as I as we go into breakdown that the Raiders game a little bit more, I don't know if you saw the play. Were you watching that game? Okay. So the Carson Wentz play where he threw an easy pick and the two Raiders defenders collide, and it pops off them and bounces into the guy behind them in the end zone. <laughs> and so the Colts get a touchdown. I, I yeah. think it's T.Y. Hilton. That, that shit happens to the Raiders all the time. So that that's what you expect being a Raiders fan. And obviously they came back and, and won the game. So like I said, I'll talk. Yeah, like any other fan more. goes like, oh my God, that was insane. Raiders fans are like, meh. Yeah, I mean... Why wouldn't it happen? Why why Makes wouldn't sense. that exact thing <laughs> yeah. happen to us? <laughs> yeah, two defenders ready to just bat the ball down, go straight up in the air. And no, I mean, in the end zone. if just one of them goes for that ball, it's an easy pick. But they both go for it, yeah. collide, and bounces. I mean, you've known me most of my my life and i've been a raiders fan the whole time and it's just it's almost comical you could make like one of those blooper strips playing the, the <laughs> uh three stooges music in the background just showing raiders low lights and yeah. i mean i would cry but most most nfl fans would probably laugh from it well see like this is as a green bay fan they build me up yep right and this is like the opposite. They build me up straight to the top. And then I'm like, oh, we have, we're making it all the way this year. They got the number one seed. They got the bye week. They play at home. And then they just, you know, cut the legs out from under you. And so, it's based on that. Are you I, expecting a loss against the Vikings today? Because <laughs> no, they have the chance. They have the chance maybe not. to lock up the one seed today. Uh, yeah. They need they need to win and they need the Cowboys to lose to lock it up today. Otherwise, they'll it'll have some ramifications into next week. But honestly, like I could care less. I, I they're going to be in the playoffs. Yeah. So just make it. You, 
I don't know. You think you you want home field advantage. That's the thing you play for. The number one seed. You want a bye week. You want to prepare. You want to get ready. You want to you know rest. I don't know. The way the Raiders does it really work? Home, I want them on the road this for the playoffs if they make it. I mean, they will be yeah. if they make it in. But yeah, I don't know. It's just frustrating. Yeah, because I. I I'm almost expecting a loss. I always and I come just back don't to that want to expect that. Rick from Pawn Stars meme, where they superimposed Aaron Rodgers' head on there. Best I could do, <laughs> shit on the organization. Almost forced my way out, and then take you to the NFC Championship. Yeah, but I don't know. Makes I mean, sense. I think the way that the NFC is right now, like you guys the Rams, the the Cowboys, and that's probably about it that look like, you know, potential NFC championship team. Um, I think this would probably be a good year for you guys. I mean, the way that you're you're yeah. starting to get defensive players back from, from injury, uh, you, you obviously have Rodgers and, and Devontae Adams playing at the top of their game. Uh, you got Dylan in, in the backfield, among others. I mean – those are obviously just your star players, but Batakari, isn't he coming back soon as well? Or is he already back? Oh, Batiari? Yeah. Is that uh, how you say it? I'm not yeah, a Batiari. fan, obviously. But... I was like, I don't know who you're talking about. Batakari. <laughs> say it again. Ba- Batakari. Is that it? <laughs> Batiari. Batiari. The K's silent? Doesn't he have a K in there? I... Anyway, go on. Uh, him, Cedarius Smith, and Jair Alexander are all expected, if not this game, maybe the next one, but for sure the playoffs. Alexander's I think they're huge. Yeah. Well, and that, that the whole defense is going to be big. Like, Zadarius Smith, Yeah, I think is going to be a, a huge part. And, I mean, every single one of these guys are like, you know, top five Green Bay players. So Alexander's top five in the league. Uh, yeah. Zadarius Smith, I feel like he can be, but he's coming off back surgery, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that tends to affect but, pass rushers. So we'll, we'll see. But yeah, it, they, even if they were going to shut him down for the season. Yeah. Yeah. Like they were going to shut him down for the season, but he's possibly making a, a you know, playoff return. That's, that's going to be that's huge. huge. Yeah. And the and offensive that's... line has been shifted around so much this season, having Bacciari back. I mean, it just it's going to well, you know, plant it, them. I think when you have to shuffle the offensive line, it it's only helpful. Obviously, if you if you come back full strength at the end of the year, that that's the best case scenario. But let's say someone gets hurt in your playoff run, you, you have that versatility where they've played those positions already throughout the season. So yeah. that just having that flexibility is huge. So um, no, I think, I think you guys will have a good chance to, I don't think the, the Cardinals are going to beat the Cowboys today, but I think you guys will beat the, the shorthanded Vikings. And obviously all you have to do is, is win next week or, Dallas loses next week and you'll lock up the the number one seed and Green Bay is a tough place to play in in the playoffs so uh, 
I think obviously I, I I picked the Rams and the Bills to to represent the AFC and NFC in the in the Super Bowl, but would not shock me at all if it was you guys and who knows. AFC's pretty up for grabs yeah. right now, so it is kind of weird, isn't it? Like I, mean, I don't got, really have K- a number one team. Yeah, Casey looked like they were going to be the the favorite going in. Obviously, I think they've locked up the the number one seed already uh, in the AFC. KC. Yeah, Kansas City. I thought but, that with that loss today, it's still up for grabs. It could be, yeah, because they only have eleven wins. So, yeah. and that put the Bengals to eleven, if I remember right. No, ten. So. Yeah, they've still got one more game to play to, to lock it up. They they've locked up the AFC West already, uh, but not the number yeah. one seed. So, Arrowhead's a, a really hard place to play. So that could be huge if they don't end up locking up the the number one overall seed. Bengals beating them was was absolutely huge for them going into it. That locks up the AFC North for them. Um, and Jesus, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, what a connection! Holy smokes. Yeah. And if they're just getting hot at the right time of the season, look yeah. out for the Bengals. Yeah. That's that's going to be huge. And obviously they just got Logan Wilson back too, I think. Is he back now? I'm almost uh, positive. I don't remember. Logan Wilson. I don't recall. Bengals. But they have a, a pretty good defense, a pretty stout defense. Well, and he's the captain, and now, so that's why I think – I think they just got him back, if I remember right. Shoulder injury, yeah. I'm not seeing if he played or not, but if he's able to come back for their playoff stretch, that's going to be huge for them. I mean, he's the captain of their defense, makes all the the line adjustments and all that stuff on the plays. So uh, they could be a dangerous team for sure with Joe Burrow and, and Jamar Chase. The only thing that scares me about them is their their offense, uh, their offensive line. Uh, and then obviously their defense is not the best, but it's it's good enough that should be able to keep them in games. Uh, kept them in the game against the Chiefs at home, ended up beating them 34-31 today. So it's it's getting exciting. Obviously, playoff times is always exciting. It always tends to bring out the best football in, in all the teams. So, um, yep. Did you have anything else on the Packers? Uh, no, not really. Okay. There so, was one extra thing that we thought we'd talk about today because we just saw it uh, in the Tampa Bay game. Uh, Antonio Brown. Oh, yeah, yeah. Taking off all of his clothes and threw him into the stands and walked out of the stadium in the third quarter. Yeah. He caught three passes in the first quarter and called it quits. Yeah, I don't know exactly what happened. He got but... benched. Arians told him to sit down, and that was his reaction to it. Um, Mike Evans was trying to keep him, you know, in the game. Basically, was talking, standing there talking to him, saying, "No, no, no, let's not do this." And AB just kept pushing him away, pushing him away. Finally, took off his shoulder pads and his jersey, gloves, threw them all into the stands, took off his shirt, and then waved goodbye to all the the crowd in in New York and headed to the locker room. So it was definitely a bizarre scene. At first, when I saw it, I thought he got ejected. And I thought that's why he was yeah. walking off. But then they showed the what led up to it. And essentially, Arian said, sit down. And 
he he stormed off and stood by Mike Evans. Mike Evans intercepted him and said, "Hey, just calm down. Like, let's get this let's get this win." And they almost lost to the Jets, so that that was pretty surprising. It ended up coming <laughs> back and winning twenty eight twenty four. But yeah, no, AB has always been a basket case, and you know that's one of the things that I think. Mike Tomlin doesn't get enough credit for was dealing with his personality and, and keeping them all on the same page when he had uh, Le'Veon Bell, AB. Uh, I think Juju was a, a rookie coming into that. So, oof. Yeah. I mean, Tomlin was a stud at keeping that, but I think we probably saw the last of Antonio Brown on a, on an NFL sideline. Uh, I don't yeah. think Arians is going to tolerate that. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised to see he's been released on, I think Tuesday is, or Monday. No, Tuesday is the first day that they can officially make those, but wouldn't be surprised if something came through before then where essentially they've announced that they're going to release him and then officially release him on Tuesday or whenever they can do that. So, uh, And I don't really see another team taking a, a chance on him. Do you? Uh, after, like, I mean the Bucks were kind of a late scratch taking a chance on him. Yeah. I think it was only Tom Brady talking him into it that yeah. really got him. Yeah, I think Tom Nobody really wanted to deal with it. And Tom pounding I mean, the this table is just one last thing. Made Arians okay with it. But yeah, I think I mean he had his blow up with the Steelers, then obviously the shit show that went on with the Raiders. Uh, and yeah, yeah, I think the the Bucks Nobody. were kind of his last stop, but and I thought he was doing well. I he thought was. he was well, kind of with that weird vaccination fake like, card. Yeah, that was obviously a head scratcher, and uh, that's yeah. going to be just another another thing he has to go up against. And you know, the reporters were asking him questions about that, and he essentially walked off because he said, "If you guys want to talk football, I'll talk football, but I'm not going to talk about anything off the field." So. Um, I mean, I think the talent's still there enough that a team could take a, a flyer on him, but I just don't know why you would put your team through that because it's it's obvious he's all about himself first. It's not team, it, it's all A-B, and if you don't want to subscribe to that, well, then he's not going to be on your team. So, Yeah, and I don't know about anybody who wants to subscribe to that. Yeah, I mean... Why, why would you... I, why who's gonna be so desperate i mean i guess if you had an injury <laughs> and you know you you didn't have any other wide receivers that were capable and you're in the hunt then maybe but i mean i think he's done for this season for sure and then going into next season like you don't want to bring that into your locker room at least i wouldn't so even with the talent there i think it's waning enough that that doesn't offset the the headache that he brings to your organization. So yeah, I wouldn't personally, but I mean, there are some GMs and, and head coaches that are looking to save their job and look at him as maybe a, a talented silver bullet, but I don't know. Yeah. You got to be on the hot seat <laughs> willing to take that bullet. Yeah. So uh, moving on from AB, we've got my Raiders really just, surprised the world i think today with with how they played against the colts uh jonathan taylor he, he got his he did uh, i think he ended with 120 yards or so rushing but 
they were able to limit Carson Wentz to, I think they held him to 55 yards in the first half, uh, gave up a, a late touchdown that, man, that was, I thought that was going to be a dagger because they were up 13-3, got, they basically, well, Carlson kicked the ball out of bounds uh, to put the Colts at the 40 with a minute left in the half or something. I think it was a minute 19 or something. They drive right down the field, get to the one-yard line with 13 seconds left. Uh, Raiders force an incompletion, almost sacked Wentz uh, on the first play. Second play, he throws a, a pass towards the back of the end zone. Uh, Hobbs broke up the pass, so it's it's third and, third and goal on the one-yard line with four seconds left. They don't have any timeouts left, so I, I thought they were going to pass the ball uh, for one more attempt and then kick a field goal. But then I was like, four seconds, that's not enough to throw a pass and still have time if it's incomplete. So I was like, yeah. I think they're going to run it. I think they're going to run it with Jonathan Taylor. And they did, ran to the edge that uh, Max Crosby was on. And the one knock against Max Crosby, I think you could say, is he doesn't contain the edge on run because um, he's just going all out on the pass. So a lot of times he doesn't he doesn't hold his edge to contain the run or, or to scramble. Um, and sure enough, they ran right at him. He goes inside. Jonathan Taylor goes right outside his, his side. He gets hit at the line, but obviously he'd already put the ball over. So ends up being 13 to 10 going into halftime. And then they get the ball back, go right down the field and score on the Raiders. So it's 17, 13. And at that point I was like, Oh boy, here we go. It's going to be a blowout. Yep. Defense steps up, and Gakwe forced a or had a sack that forced a, a punt when the Colts were driving. We get the ball back, score a touchdown, and then <clears throat> allow a field goal to tie it up with about two minutes. I think it was minute 53, uh, and then we drive down the field. Renfro has a, what we thought was a touchdown. Uh, Carr avoided a sack on third and 10, steps up into the pocket, just floats one up out to Renfro. Renfro catches the ball, runs, falls down. It, yeah. He was actually touched on the cleat, but it didn't look like it in the replay until they zoomed in on the foot. Uh, but he got up and scampered into the TN zone. So we, we thought it was 26-20. They review the play. If you figure out, he was touched down on the 24. So the Raiders are able to run the ball three times, drain out the clock, call a timeout, and put Carlson out there to kick the game-winning field goal. Uh, Carlson has been almost automatic this season, and it was only a 33-yard attempt. He, he nails it. Raiders go to 9-7, and seven, bring the Colts down to 9-7 and seven as well. So uh, just a really impressive performance by the defense. Carr really was not on at all today, but when it counted, he, he made a couple throws and, and kept them in the game. So uh, like I said, can't, can't complain about that, especially going into Indianapolis that's been – super hot lately there they were nine and three in their last 12 games so uh to beat a team that's on that kind of on, on that kind of winning streak in their home just just a great win obviously if you if you can do that to the colts and the way that the the chargers have been struggling lately sets up a, a good a good potential last game for the raiders uh, to and if they win they're in so it's it's really up to just them executing their game plan. And if they win, they're, they're in the playoffs for the first time in five years. So. Oof. A lot of pressure. 
a lot of pressure, but I hope it makes some it, diamonds. It is a ton of fun watching that Hunter Renfro. Oh God, he's I think good. he's like one of the best draft picks the Raiders have had in the last five yeah. years. And I want to say I mean, they just, got him in the fifth round, fourth or fifth, something like that. So, yeah, just a steal. He's wow, one of the an premier, absolute. Yeah, premier slot What's receivers that? in the NFL right now, and he's 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 also our punt returner, and he had a couple punts that were run back today that put us in prime position to to kick field goal for one and and score a touchdown on the other. So, uh, really, just he's a. I can't wait for to see what he does in the league. He actually is, I think, five catches away now from setting the all-time Raiders receiving uh, receptions in a season over Tim Brown. So, yeah, fantastic. So I think he'll be setting himself up for a, a nice extension this off season. Um, I don't know what they're going to have to pay him, but it's obviously not going to be top receiver money, but. Uh, yeah. With that being said, do you need to go to a break real quick, John? Uh, yeah. Okay, we're gonna Let's take just a quick break. Be right back. back. All right, we're back from break. Sorry about that. Um, just had a little technology issue there. So, uh, John, you had a couple things that you wanted to talk about in terms of games. Uh, so I'll have you lead that off, and then, and then I'll maybe talk about a couple that I've been playing lately. Okay. Uh, I wanted to ask you if you have seen the like images from the uh, Matrix Resurrections, I want to say. Yeah. The new video game for PlayStation 5. Oh, no, not the game. It's... I didn't know that there was a game out. I just seen yeah. the I, I No, I think it's the... Uh, New Matrix game. You can download it on PlayStation 5. It is using an Unreal Engine 5. It's brand new. And it looks absolutely phenomenal. Is that the what video that I watched being built on? Uh, I have not heard. I, okay. The Matrix games, the only one that I've heard is using it. Okay. But I'm sure there I plenty of games are going to be using it now. Because it is unbelievable the the video that i watched it starts by just this person being like oh this is not a picture of a city like and then he zooms in it's like it's a video game and it was i mean i can't even begin to say how like how surprised i was with how realistic it is and then they go into like it Reminds me a lot of like the GTA kind of walking around town. But what really like impressed me was, uh, and I'm probably going to skewer this, but the lighting engine that they have, apparently games have a hard time with lighting because it can only show like light in one spot, right? Yeah. Well, this has like a life like a real life sun so everything that the light touches it moves with the objects so like you can see your reflection in water or like the in a car you can see everything reflect you can see the color 
like from the car reflect onto like the side of a building. So it, it's just like a next, like the NVIDIA, what do they have? RTSS or something? The ray tracing stuff that they have built into their graphics cards that most games haven't started to use yet. It sounds a lot like that, but I'm looking at the, the engine right now, just some in-game screenshots and stuff. It looks insane insane like i have never wanted a playstation 5 more well you can get it on xbox too just yeah right i mean the other one but yeah the x edition or whatever yep interesting so no i hadn't heard about that but it wouldn't surprise me if that's what elden ring is built on because that's one of those Uh games that looks just insane the graphic details and all that that's about to come out i think it comes out in february if i remember right so that's going to be a fun one from the looks of it in that same yeah, how vein cool. as like Skyrim and all those. So, um, yeah, definitely exciting for some, some games that are coming out. Uh, Kyle and I and Raph were on just Friday night we recorded. Uh, we kind of talked about the same thing. So just a couple games that I believe yeah. that are exciting is Ruined, Ruined King. I think we'd already talked about that before. I actually just finished it a couple of days ago, and it's it was fantastic. Really good experience. Uh, one of those games that kind of just wraps you into the story and and presents the characters in a way that you actually connect to them. So it's definitely one I would suggest you check out if you haven't already. But uh, and then yeah. I, I went on a, a Madden bender after his death to honor mm-hmm. him. I've been playing a lot of Madden the last this this weekend so nice i have been uh playing a lot of halo yeah i still have because the infinite has just come out is it pretty good uh it reminds me of that uh you know it bringing a lot of nostalgia back to you know halo multiplayer so i i'm digging it i'm loving it like heck out of it. Uh, Have you been I've just been a, playing multiplayer? Much, uh, no, I'm jumping back and forth between multiplayer infinite and then playing the Master Chief edition. Yeah. Playing all the video games through. So Fair it's enough. been great. All right. Yeah. So but. I think that's all I had, unless you have anything else. Um, I do have one little nugget to share here that Great. I don't say very often, but go Broncos today. Yeah. Billy said it here. Should we put it on Facebook? No. I'm going to Instagram that. You probably shouldn't. But Just Snapchat that and we'll send it out to everyone. There you go. But go Broncos. Just today. Just today. <laughs> Every other game. You can go ahead and lose, and I don't care. But anyway, uh, anything else right. you wanted to say, John, before we called it? Uh, I just want to wish everybody a wonderful new year. Happy and, new year. And then uh, go pack uh, go, I think. Go pack go. There you go. All right. Well, John, right. thanks for coming on. Hope you guys enjoyed. As always, comment, share, like, hit us up on 
Instagram, whatever. We're going to try to have some more guests on. Uh, obviously, we've had Taryn on recently. Uh, Raph was on just the last episode. So, uh, John, we'd like to have some on when you're when you're available, but it's tough to get people midday and on Sundays. So, um, I agree. I know. We'll see what happens with that. But if you have any that you'd like to bring on, obviously just hit them up and we'll see what we can do to get them on. So, all right. Sounds good. With that being said, as John said, happy new year and uh, talk to you guys soon.